Hello, weary traveler. I'm not sure what strange magic must have brought you here, but you have stepped into a realm of my creation. A sprawling city filled with danger and glory, and most importantly, lots of gold. I call it Isla Numis. Who am I, you might ask? The name is Jajib, and I'm the patron deity of gambling. Long story short, this group of idiots, or as you may call them, heroes, made a bet with me that they had what it took to make a vast trove of gold, but left some of the key details blank, so I filled them in myself. I sent them to this pocket dimension, into the city I had created with brand new bodies they'd have to attune to. Can these fools pass my test, or will they be trapped here forever? So, experience my world of trials and tribulations, and join alongside this posse of pitiful people, or as I like to call them, the criminals of Isla Numis. And welcome back to another episode of Criminals of Isla Numis. I mostly got it that one. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. That was a good 90%. Um, welcome back to another episode. With me today is all the usual players. Feel free to introduce yourselves, usual players. Dave, you want to kick us off? Oh. Dave here playing Maki in the body of some bird guy. <laughs> That's a great way to describe yep. it. Yeah, Quinn here. We're uh, playing Little Sauce, Feather McGregor. Uh, just found out my whole world isn't real. Um, really depressed right now. Probably gonna do some crazy stuff. That's true. Now, the two of you that just introduced yourselves, your characters just leveled up. Uh, after last time, you both had some money on hand and you decided to upscale your, your leveling. Did you get anything interesting from that? Uh, I got some uh, some stuff for sure. And that stuff includes... Uh, my hit points went up. So Your hit points cool. went up. And then some other stuff that yes. I'm not familiar with because I don't uh, play this very yeah, often. So you're, you're essentially a war mage. Uh, you got some kind of a tactical. It's on the next Oh, yeah. Tactical wit. Tactical wit. Arcane deflection. <laughs> Yeah, so Tactical Wit kind of lets you add your intelligence modifier to your initiative roll. Oh. And then what was the first one on there? Uh, arcane Deflection. Arcane Deflection. So Arcane Deflection is going to let you uh, use your reaction to do one of two things. If you are attacked um, and they successfully hit, you can use your reaction to essentially throw up sort of like a magical shield around you that adds plus two to your AC to possibly block them hitting you. Um, alternatively, the other way that you could use it is uh, in reference to a saving throw. If someone were to cast a spell that would cause you to make a saving throw, you can add plus four to whatever you roll to try to help you save against it. So, wow. just something to keep in mind as you go along. Nice. Yeah. Dave, sad. anything that uh, that your guy got? Oh, my health also went up. Nice. And got font of magic so i get a couple sorcery points i can't really use them for much yet but awesome i got them they're <laughs> there i liked how i said they're there like they are there but also like i'm cheering dave up like they're <laughs> there <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um awesome fantastic uh jackson uh, this is Jackson Blank Dez, who is also in the body of some bird guy and is quickly coming to the realization that there's no such thing as a war crime if you're not in a time of war. Hmm. Fair point. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> the fine script. Um, this is Fatty. I'm playing Keto, who is trapped inside the body of a bird without feathers. 
i.e. a lizard man. Ah, yes. As we all know from the, the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fantastic. Awesome. Nothing to report on that that side of things? Fatty one. No, no, nothing new on the evolutionary front. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. Not right. yet. Now <laughs> come with the level up. Once we, yeah, exactly. You'll start gaining feathers. <laughs> and all the Kenku players will start losing feathers. And that's just the, the big trade. Now we find out where the feathers are coming that's from. That's right. Uh, Cameron. Uh, I'm Cameron. I'm playing uh, Rorik, uh, the non bird. Um, or as we call them, goblins. Uh, you know, I just realized that the table is literally like the non-bird people on the left side. Yeah. And all the king We stand united right against these <laughs> birds. I see that. I see we are against various bird relations. Bird. And watch, I'm going to get the fly spell first and just <laughs> fly all over these That's bird, right. this flightless no. falls. It's going to be embarrassing. Awesome. Let's jump into things. So last we left off, you guys had met with this fellow. Uh, he was a bugbear going by the, the nickname the Slasher. Slicer. Slicer. Sorry. Slicer. Yes, you're right. The Slicer. The slicer. Um, in a, he had uh, kind of pitched some sort of job to you. Said yeah. he wants you guys to meet him in an alleyway after dark. Part-time job. Arby's. That's right. Yeah. If that doesn't sound <laughs> sus, then I don't know what does. Uh, whatever the case, you guys had agreed to it. Uh, Feather McGregor, a.k.a. Little Sauce, had had some reservations against it. But you guys sent him out to go find the uh, Talkie Walkie Stone. <laughs> the god Jar Jim had given you to like answer a yes or no question every single day um from the divine being that created this entire world and you guys just kind of tossed it aside it's fine i'm not bitter whatever the case uh feather mcgregor went and found it brought it back and sure enough once he kind of heard the god speaking and talking to all of you including himself uh explaining like how he created the world and everything like that uh it really was a bummer kind of for a little sauce uh i assume would be the best way to put it uh, definitely changed his point of view about all things, <laughs> and so now you're uh, you're joined with this group. He's promised you that if you help them succeed at their goal of the million gold pieces, uh, then you would get to be put in the real world, in uh, where things are real. Yeah, not where they're not real. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, so that's kind of your one hope at kind of resolving the fact that you've lived an entire life that I guess means very little because you're in a tiny pocket dimension. But whatever the case, that's I'm leaving that emotional stuff up to Feather McGregor <laughs> to figure out. So whatever the case, uh, you guys, it is getting late. It's getting dark. And you guys are making your way to the aforementioned alleyway. And as you arrive, you see a dark figure in a cloak emerge from the shadows of this alleyway. Remove his his hood over his head. And there standing before you is the slicer himself. And he says, Ah, I'm glad y'all could make it. Are y'all ready to get started on this job? I'm assuming that's the voice I went with with the slicer or something to that effect. So if it's not, it is now. <laughs> you just crucify him in the comments later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they will. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, you already take on this, uh, get started taking on this job. Because I'm, I'm actually running out of a little bit of time. He looks at a little sundial on his wrist, and the whole thing's just dark. Because, you know, <laughs> the sun's already starting to go down. There's not really anything to see on there. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm running out of time, yeah. So uh, if we could uh, get started, get ready, get uh, hidden, that'd be great. If you guys are ready. Which I really hope you are, because we need to get going. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's yeah. good. That's what I like to hear. Say less. Say Machia slinks into the shadows. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Awesome. Fantastic. So, yeah, Maki disappears into the shadows. Um, what are the rest of you doing? There's a number of things in this alleyway, some, some old crates. There's like a cloth tarp that's hanging off of something. It's got a, some big old tears in it. So, obviously, somebody threw it out because it wasn't what they needed anymore. Um there's a it's it's a dead end alleyway i mean it doesn't go anywhere um there's a big dumpster there's a door that the dumpster kind of sits next to uh that goes into one of these buildings but it's closed whether or not it's open, uh, locked or not is is undecided but whatever the case there's a number of different places to hide and that kind of seems like what um he's urging all of you to do he says yeah, I'm going to be meeting with somebody in a little bit. And I need all of you to hide away. And then once they get here and I give you the secret word, I want us all to jump out and take out his guards. But don't take him out, all right? Because he's got the goods. What's the secret right. word? Maki's going to try to climb up the side of the alley. Okay. To the roof. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, give me an... Yeah, give me a, a athletics check. <laughs> Oof. Seven. Seven. He, uh, he starts to try to climb up, but every time he kind of just slips down the rock. And he's just, he, his awkward uh, feathered hands are just not letting him get up as well as he normally would. Ah, I'm too weak. Oh. These noodle arms and this bird body. Uh, the slicer watches this and just kind of shakes his head and he says, Well, you were doing all right in the shadows. I don't know where you were trying to go, but Feather, as for your question, my phrase, it's a secret phrase. And when you hear it, I need you all to jump out and attack the gods, all right? So I need you all listening for when I tell you what this secret phrase is, all right? <clears throat> Are you all listening? Does nods. Does not. Okay, good. Good. Man, he looks around. Very intense eye contact. Oh, oh good. Because he's going to love this. All right. The secret phrase. He leans in and he starts to whisper to each of you. The secret phrase is, well, that's quite a load you've got there. <laughs> I got really it? don't want to know what kind of product he is trading. We can just keep that a secret. All right. Is there like a the garbage can or something somewhere? Yeah, there's a dumpster. Right, I'm going to open the dumpster, look inside. If anything's, I'm just going to like kind of dump it out. Well, I mean, it's like a big, it's a big You're dumpster. You just get into the whole dumpster? It's, whole it's mildly stinky. Mildly stinky? Yes. Interesting. I, what else is in the alley? Um, I mean, there's just kind of like some various discarded items, you know, like a couple pieces I mean, of wood over here. Like I said, the, there's that tarp. On the dirtiness scale of this alley, did he make it 
very more dirty in comparison to what it was before, or is this about normal? Up it looks the par, about normal, yeah. Up the par. Okay. I'm just gonna put. I've got a cloak on, right? So I'm just gonna put my cloak up. I'm gonna kind of hide behind the trash can. So you okay. emptied this trash can. No, I didn't. didn't. No, I didn't, I didn't empty. I didn't empty anything. <laughs> I thought you, you emptied was, a whole dumpster and then proceeded to just hide behind it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, when he says a big dumpster, I figure I probably wouldn't. Into the rain. The idea is <laughs> if I empty the, the dumpster, they'll think. I'm in the dumpster. That's where you get them. just looking. he jumps up behind it and I'm like, oh, I didn't uh, expect that. <laughs> uh, just uh, something that I'll put out there for you uh, since, since it's related to your question. As oh. you guys have kind of traversed this area, you've noticed that, you know, alleyways tend to be quite dirty in this, this kind and of narrow. district. Uh, not narrow, not necessarily narrow. Oh, like how narrow is this particular one? Yeah. How uh, this is a solid like 15 to 20 feet wide. That's oh, like a whole road. Yeah, almost. <clears throat> Dang. It's pretty wide. If it weren't for the fact that it just ends in a in a cement wall or a brick wall. It's a dead end alley. Yeah, it's just uh -huh. a dead end alley. Yeah. Then you would almost wonder like, oh, it's basically just a pathway to go over. You know, you know these the dead end alleys that are pretty big are like a common theme throughout our D&D history. I just wanted to point that out. I don't know That's why fair. we always have these dead end alleys. It no good. more interesting. Always combat in them too. Can't ever have peaceful times in dead end alleys. Well, know? whatever the case, where is Fizzle Fingers, a.k.a. Um, Rorik? Where is he hiding? Uh, be Directly behind. Uh, he's just following Keto. Oh, okay. Uh, because his thinking is Keto's... Uh, looks tougher. A than? master of disguise. No, no. <laughs> Keto looks tougher than because he's a lizard guy, and sure. he figures a feather fella is just gonna be like a pin cushion. But he figures a lizard guy's like a wall. Okay. So he's just gonna hide behind the wall. Okay. A lizard guy is just a goblin with a tail. Yeah, we also found out looking comparing uh, uh Rorik and uh, Keto that uh, Rorik's apparently taller uh, <laughs> than the lizard guy, which I mean. The way this campaign's gone, seems like I'm the shortest yeah. character. So the fact that I was taller kind of shocked me. Yeah, I may have to kinetically. Goblins for sure. Well, not my eyes, you know. <laughs> my eyes, he's ten feet tall. All right, so Maki can't climb the wall, so instead he goes into the shadow and he lays down behind some milk crates. <laughs> okay. And nice. He loads his crossbow and he's laying down on his back. Nice. Ready to spring into action. Is he going to rise like so a vampire my, out of a casket? Just like... <laughs> my staff will shoot these. Okay, right? What? My staff's got like these different things, right? I, I don't know. Right, you got like got, Fireball and Ray Frost. Oh, oh, okay. So, yes, yes, you can. Yes, those are your cantrips. Yep, right. yep. What's higher, the staff yeah. actually do? Well, beat if you what be your I, I just yeah, beat them with my RP. staff? What, 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 yeah, yeah. You have like a, Sure, I'll give you a, like a wizard they staff. They come out well, of that's you. That's what it says I have. I just, yeah. I just well, beat them with it. Well, you can shoot the stuff out of your staff, yeah. Or fingers. Or fingers. Finger guns. Yeah. I mean, if you feel like the staff makes sense for your character, go for it. I mean, You're a little sauce. What's your special ingredient here for casting spells? My personal headcanon when it comes to like Ray of Frost or Poison Spray is like, have you ever seen the movie Signs at the very end when yeah. the alien just like comes out of his wrist? That's exactly what I picture uh, when anyone casts So I can only do those like what, once per round or once yeah, per turn? Yeah, that's your action typically. Oh, yes. less accurate because the alien was a mist. Right. Uh, Suddenly we realize the alleyway is filled with half drinking glasses of water. 
Oh, oh no! Oh, pills everywhere. Where, uh, where, okay, so... Keto is gonna go find that tarp that you mentioned. He's gonna hide underneath the tarp. Okay, and does that mean that... Yep, I'm under the tarp, too. Two of you are cuddling... Tarp bud. We're not cuddling! We're tarp buddies. I didn't say there was that much room down there. And, um, I will say, while under the tarp, uh, Keto's gonna hear, Hey, hey, Keto. Keto, but what was the word we're supposed to wait for? I don't know. I thought I saw a rat run into the dumpster, so I was a little distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it sounds like we're going to just be jumping out when we feel like. Oh, man, it's going to be one of those classic things where the guy's just standing there and has to repeat louder and louder the same phrase over and over. (laughs) We'll just wait for uh, Maki to jump out. He seems ambitious. (laughs) Yeah, well, you guys jump the henchman. I might have to go jump that rat. That sounds like a very tasty morsel. How big was this rat? Rat size. <laughs> rat size. Vaguely. Rat. Nothing beats a good rat-sized rat. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the case, it sounds like uh, everybody's. Are you? You're not him. I, no, I haven't decided yet. But what oh. if I just pretend to be a drunken and can pat incapacitated like a hobo? Oh. Okay. Anyway. It's probably uh, empty bottles. Sure. Yeah. Roll a. <laughs> Roll a per- uh, gosh performance check. Okay, oh, I'm good at these. It's a plus zero. <laughs> I am real good at acting drunk. Raw dice rolls. If 17. you need help, ask hey, Maki for right. some. So you pick up a, a <laughs> bottle from tips. the ground. It's not broken <laughs> yet, which is perfect. It's got a little bit of old water in there, so it even looks like there's a little bit of liquid. And you just kind of like put one hand on the wall and you just start peeing. Whoa! <laughs> on. I, I'm so glad I can do that on command because yes. that will become a feature. Oh no! Oh, what have you created? I've given you too much power. <laughs> Awesome. It's uh, almost like a level up for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Slicer uh, looks around at all of you, or, I mean, he sees one of you. The rest of you, he looks around, he doesn't see you. What? Does he say anything when he, he says, sees? Uh, he goes. The one particular party. He looks over at, yeah, he looks over at Drax. Drax? Drax? Dez. Dez? I was way off. Okay. Uh, he looks over at Dez and he says, hey, you know, sometimes most hidden. Is just looking generally normal. <laughs> um, raise the fake yeah, bottle. And with just... your back turned to him, still peeing against the wall, you raise your Do a little dance. Yeah. How long do you pin on peeing for? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to just... It's I a performance of a lifetime. just an unlimited bladder. Well, have have you had your prostate just... checked recently? It's dark. You do birds have, have prostate? <laughs> You just have to mimic the sound of pee hitting the ground. <laughs> oh my word. Oh yeah, it is very capable of doing that. That's true. That's good. And that's exactly what you can do. He uh, rolled a high performance. He heard it. Wait, what if he's not even it? peeing? He literally just didn't even start in the first the place. Echo, making the noise. <laughs> yep. Very possible. Awesome. All right. With that, uh, the slicer turns around and only a couple moments later, a carriage very ornate, very classy looking, pulls up to the alleyway. A man and three bodyguards, all like burly dudes dressed in all black. They've got like dusters on and they all wear like these kind of fedora-esque hats. Um, They all step out of this horse-drawn carriage. And the the very wealthy looking, you know, well-dressed, has like a uh, fur coat that comes off of his back. He's got a nice cape, uh, purple cape that's coming off of that. He's dressed in a few uh, different 
nicely uh, metal chains of some kinds. You know, like there's maybe one that's gold, maybe a couple that are silver, etc. Um, he comes walking over. You can see on his hands as he moves forward, he kind of twiddles his fingers, and he's got rings on his various fingers, um, all of which really suggest wealth. Uh, one thing that's key that you notice about him is uh, some of this, these items that I've described feature horse insignias on them. Um, whether it be a horse head or uh, sort of just like the, the silhouette of a horse head or, you know, some variation of that or a full horse, like little symbol on him. Whatever the case, this dude definitely seems into horses. Oh, horse guy. He's Can't a horse guy. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, he approaches and the slicer says, Lord Pendleton, I assume. Yes, Viscount Cornelius Montague Pendleton Fitzgerald at your service. Now, do you have the semen? The slicer. I knew it. The slicer. <laughs> the slicer reaches into his cloak and withdraws a cylinder. Does he hear? Snickering all across this alleyway. <laughs> like you got a My Little Pony figurine in the bottom. Oh no! Cut! 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 All right, for that, I'm gonna need to see some charisma saving throws to keep yourselves from chuckling when you hear the word semen. <laughs> This isn't right. Uh, it better be sh- sh- nice, right? Uh, 17. Nice. Nine. Uh, 12. 12. Wow. Is that Nico? There you go. There are a couple of very <laughs> soft snickers, and Slicer ever so slightly looks back with a little bit of a glare, but Lord Pendleton seems not to notice. Just saying, you gotta warn. He's very focused. You gotta warn people. He's very focused. <laughs> You're doing a scene. I mean, that, that's, that's on his own. It was kind of a giveaway. That is true. Um, he looks intently at this uh, cylinder and he says, oh, "There it is. Oh, that's that's gonna be the stuff, isn't it? The stuff that'll." That'll move my horse. Stud farm. That was the word? This would would take my stud farm to the next level. And this is, as promised, it's going to take some time, obviously, for me to see the results. So I want to make sure I'm paying for what I asked for. And Slicer replies, yeah, it's the stuff. You can trust me. After all, you know I'm somebody that'll get you what you want. And he says, okay, well... Just know that if you double-cross me, and this isn't the stuff that I was looking for, I will send my men. And he motions to his big burly bodyguards, who of course all do the very uh, uh, classic pop all their knuckles. How many bodyguards are there? There are three. They will find you. (laughs) And they will get back my money. And they will get back my time. In your... Well, you understand. And the slicer just kind of nods, and he says... Yeah, I understand. Now let's see your end of the bargain. And sure enough, Lord Pendleton looks over to one of his bodyguards who hands him a large leather suitcase, which he holds out towards um, towards the slicer. He opens it up, showing a large bag of jingling gold pieces. He says, yeah, of course I brought this stuff. You know I'm good for it. This means nothing to me compared to that vial of semen. And the slicer says... Peeks inside, sees the gold, says, Well, looks like we've got a deal well made. 
And as they exchange goods, he hands the vial of semen to Lord Pendleton, and he says, Well, that's quite a load you've got there. Des jumps up and he throws one of his hand axes at the guard that was handing the bag of gold coins. Okay, all right. Everybody roll initiative and we'll do a surprise round. Um, Can we, I I do have to say by default. You have to what? Uh, No, I just want to say uh, for clarity, I'm surprised Mm. Uh, because I did not know what the word was. (laughs) So I'm just going to hear the sound of people going, ah, and I'm going to be, whoa. (laughs) Are you also surprised, Tito? You get to add plus three, your intelligence modifier to eight eight total. Okay. Uh, What did the rest of you get? You got four. 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 19. Holy cow. 13. 13. That kind of fits for both of us under this tarp. <laughs> I was just both of you are, are losing the surprise round. Are you surprised too, Keto? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, that, rat just, that rat just came under the tarp with us. <laughs> <laughs> 13. 13. Me and Keto are dead even. 13. All right. Um, starting with Dave. Although I guess it doesn't really matter. It's a surprise round. So, I mean, if Jack said you want to finish. Well, order does matter. but It does. That's true. We can go in order. That's all right. Okay. All right. Dave. Okay. So we got the one guy handing the thing to the thing. Well, like, so the. They've just made the exchange. Yeah. They just made the exchange. So both people are holding their respective prizes. But the three bodyguards are still standing behind Lord Pendleton. Lord Pendleton, of course, is holding a vial of alleged semen. Horse semen. Where's the the buggy and stuff? Uh, Yes. So it is about uh, 10 feet past the opening of the alleyway. Okay, so they had to come into the alley. Yes, okay. yes. Are they closer to the buggy, I'm guessing? What do you mean by close, closer than... Like, who's closer to the buggy? Slicer or the Pendleton oh, and the goons? They are, yep. Okay. The goons. Pendleton and the goons, yep. All right, so what are you doing there, D- uh, Dave? So Maki yeah, sits, does sit up, but <laughs> pops up from behind the crate. Shoot, takes a pot shot at one of the guards. Eight. Eight. Uh, you shoot your uh, arrow or bolt, I guess, right? It's a, it's a crossbow, right? He has advantage. Oh, yeah, Ooh, since facts. it's a surprise round. Wait, you get advantage on the you surprise You get advantage round. on the surprise target. So oh, surprise target. That's why I said okay. turn order matters because right. you're surprised until you get your act, your turn, then you get skipped and you lose surprised. Gotcha. So if you attack someone who's surprised, you get advantage. Right. Okay. How do you not know that? You're stupid. With advantage. Ah, that's better. Much better. Added twenty. That is definitely a hit. Feel free to roll me some damage. Smaki shoots the guard. Right in the knee. Ooh. No. Oh. That's up for 10. 10 damage? Holy cow. All right. That's a massive hit. Uh, the guard, uh, this bolt comes flying forth, slamming him right in the knee, uh, going through both his duster and whatever pants might be hiding underneath that he's wearing. Uh, the dart pierces into his knee. Uh, uh, the man screams and falls to his other, well, like one leg only holding him up. The it's other leg knee. falls and he's clutching his leg. Pendleton has just a moment to kind of turn around and go, What are you doing? Get up! Hey, 
Hey everyone, Skylar here. Are you a fan of Session Zero Heroes and the shows we produce, or the characters involved? Then you should check out our epic merch we have available online. From shirts to stickers and everything in between, we worked hard on creating a variety of designs and made sure to get your favorite characters on those products as well. Whether you're looking for broccoli on a hoodie to wear to the gym with you, or maybe Fizzle Fingers tote bag to stuff your ill-gotten gains in, we've got you covered. Just head over to our website at sessionzeroheroes.com and click on our merch tab to see all all the amazing products and designs that you can get. Now back to the show. Um, next up, Quinn. What would be like a loud sound that I could create? Like it's something I would hear that would just terrify you. Oh, if, if you're in a dark alley. There are a lot of sounds that would terrify me in a dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't take a lot. Gunshot. I would say the quieter sounds would be more terrifying. Someone pissing. Red Two heads on the shoulder. Someone pissing around the corner that you just can't see, though. That'd be terrifying. Good thing no one's doing that in this alleyway. It's something you would have had to have heard, though. A shattering jar of sauce. My child's laughter. Like, uh, ideally, you know, if, like, you know, I would play that. You know, if, if this was, like... This universe, you're gonna play like the Halloween theme music. Right, I just, right. just, you know, so are you saying like you're gonna give yourself a theme song? No, <laughs> no, I just don't. Well, he's singing, he's just perfectly I mean, doing a theme song. Morning, USA. Yes, I'm like killing, just slashing everybody. Are you, do no. you just want like some kind of happy go lucky music playing in the background, or I don't? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I just like, like tiny tune. How are you like, doing? Hey, there we go. Same exact you know, music I would have heard. Mimicking it. Oh, so you just are opening oh, your right, mouth and exit like. All right, you open your mouth and some sort of strange eerie melody comes out of it that you're mimicking that you've heard once before. Once. <laughs> That's your bonus well, action. That's my bonus yeah. action. I, I just want to set the mood. What's about so, to happen? Okay. So, I'm, well, what is happening? What verbal. Are you, what is your, <laughs> Uh, and then I guess I'll shoot him with a firebolt. Okay. Yeah, I right. guess. Go ahead and roll that. Uh, you sing Ring of Fire. Oh, close. yeah. No, we can't. I Maybe. miss. No, it's by, you get surprised. Yeah, you get uh, so surprised, so you get advantage. One more time. Yep. I didn't miss. 19. Didn't miss. 19, that is definitely Plus, which one? What was the one that I had to it? Uh, be your spell attack modifier. Be that one. Oh, okay, so plus five. Okay, so. but uh, whatever it doesn't case, matter. it's over 20. Yep, that's definitely going to hit. Seven. Seven damage. Are you hitting the same guy that was shot in the knee, or are you hitting yeah, somebody I'll else? I'm shooting him in the other knee. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, you, you shoot him in the other knee, and he immediately he buckles. He's laying on the ground, and he's reaching up. He reaches up towards Pendleton. He says, sir, sir, help me. And Pendleton swats him away and goes, get off me, you foolish brute. Um, awesome, fantastic. Jackson, you are finally up. I would still like to throw my hand axe. You at absolutely the guard can. Handed off the gold specifically. I'm going to say that that was the same guard. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, you Switching don't want to do that one? Oh, okay. Well, he's All right. dead now, isn't he? No, he's still up. Oh, wow. I'll just, I'll just hit somebody else just to oh, okay. even right. the pot. Sure, sure. Uh, throwing hand axe. Uh, nat 20. Holy cow. All right, go for it. Roll that damage uh, and double. 1d6. Double it, uh, or is it six plus what I roll? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Max damage plus the the added roll. Yep. Ten. Ten. Nice. Ten damage total. You throw your hand axe. It strikes him in the arm, uh, chopping off the sleeve of his duster, oh, revealing 
his arm, which is now <laughs> bleeding. And he screams, Oh! I did not think this would go this way! Like someone who <laughs> screams like that. And, and Pendleton is looking around at his two now severely injured guards and just screams, What in the world did I pay for? I don't understand! And, uh... Immediately, Slicer lurches forward and just tackles Pendleton. And he looks back at you guys, he says, Don't worry, mate. He's not getting away. And Pendleton starts hitting him ever so slightly with his, you know, he's got one of those, like, canes or something. And he's just like, I do say, get off, get off me, lad. Um, hit him obviously. with the jar. <laughs> hit him with the jar. <laughs> um, we're gonna go, we're gonna jump into, that takes care of everybody's surprise round, so we're gonna jump back into the uh, normal order of things. Dave, you are back on top. You have uh, one guard on the ground, nearly dead. You have another guard severely injured in, with a hand axe protruding from his arm. You've got Slicer tackling Lord Pendleton to the ground so that he can't get away. Th that's the scene uh, so far. One random other guard who's just like springs up from Ooh. behind the milk crates, leaving cover, and dashes over to the carriage and the horses. Ah, okay, okay. Mm. Do tell. What are you planning on doing with this uh, this situation? Once he gets there, he kind of stacks up on the edge of the the door with his crossbow at the ready. Ah, <laughs> keeping him out. Sweeps. The inside of the carriage looking pretty oh. All right. You take a peek inside. You see nobody inside the carriage, but you do know that there is a driver. And he can feel the weight of someone moving around in the back of his carriage. And he says, Oh, I do say, uh, Mr. Pendleton, I say, you back there? You ready to go? And I say, uh, This'll take my stud farm to the next level. <laughs> well, I am greatly happy to hear that you are happy, sir. Are you ready to head back to the stud farm? And I say, do you have the semen? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Pendleton. I've, my, my wife and I have three kids, so I guess, yes, I suppose I do. Uh, what else did that guy say? Is that excellent, right? <laughs> I, sure, yeah. This is some excellent. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell him the, the driver is very uncomfortable, and he says, um, "So will that will that be all, Mr. Pendleton? Are you ready to head home? What kind of deal is this?" <laughs> Oh, I don't mean to make you mad, sir. All right, I'll get us going. Uh, but I, I'm going to close the partition if you don't mind. And there's like a little window that's like got a little curtain over it that would basically be the separation between you and the driver. And he just kind of closes that because he's all awkward about talking to me now. <laughs> and as he does, you suddenly feel the cart start to move. Oh, no. There he goes. Uh... Should have just said no <laughs> when he asked. And thus begins Maki's Maki's a new so adventure into <laughs> thoroughbred <laughs> horse breeding. <laughs> uh, Maki will open the door of the carriage and start to climb on top. It was already open, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, you can do that. Um, do me a do me a either athletics or acrobatics check. 
struggled climbing the fires down and all that. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's true. He couldn't <laughs> climb a wall, but he can. He can do it. Hopefully, climb a carriage. Twenty-one. Holy See. cow! You nimbly climb your way up to the He's top learning. of the carriage. He's learning. He's adapting. What? What? Are, what are you doing on the top of this carriage? I take the butt of the crossbow and I hit the driver in the back. Of the head. Oh gosh! All right. Um, you can roll an attack with advantage since he has no idea that you're doing so behind him. Uh, just a sixteen. Oh, okay. And I assume this is going to be um, a non-lethal damage. Okay. Um, yep, you you donk him on the head pretty good. I, I mean, all things considered, he's just a normal person. He's no kind of fighter or anything. So you donk him on the back of the head, and he starts to kind of lean forward, and then just kind of falls onto the bench of this uh, this carriage that he's driving. He's unconscious, but the carriage is still in motion, and the horses are still pulling it. And I will come back to oh, you no. in just a moment to find out how that goes down. <laughs> um, for the rest of you, the guard who has been uh, shot in both knees uh one with fire and one with bolt uh he pulls out a hand crossbow just a small crossbow from inside of his duster and he points it towards keto and he fires it uh but in his weekend does he know keto's here we're still under a tarp <laughs> Uh, fair point, but it doesn't matter because he misses whatever the case. Oh, well. He just what? blindly <laughs> fires into the alleyway, hitting absolutely nothing as this bolt just slams into the, the brick wall behind you all <laughs> to the point where it just looks embarrassing. Uh, Slicer! Slicer is holding down the, uh, Rich nobleman, Pendleton, uh, just keeping him on the ground. Pendleton attempts to escape. Pendleton is not strong enough to escape. Uh, he is held down continually, still kind of swatting at Slicer to release him. Uh, Cameron, no. aka Rorik. I'm going to jump out of the tarp. Okay. Wearing it above my head. <laughs> like a ghost. Like a ghost from Charlie I'm Brown. Gonna, I'm going to look through the slits of the tarp and I'm going to pull out my bow and I'm going to just take a shot at one of the... Uh, at Lord, Lord Pendleton. At Lord Pendleton? Sure. All right. Do I get advantage because he's grappled? Uh, yeah, he's prone currently, so yeah. <laughs> Do I get advantage with ranged attack on prone, though? Uh, that's true. Actually, I think it's disadvantage, isn't it? Ooh. When prone? Oh, that's only when three quarters cover. But he's covered by a bugbear. He's bear. covered by a bugbear. <laughs> oh, so him. I tell you what, I will let you roll normally. Normally. But I get my sneak attack. And then I'm going to roll 50-50 to see which of the two you hit. Oh, okay. Wait, you just rolled. What did you get? Five. Oh, yeah. Eight plus seven. Math. So it's like a 15. Yeah, right. that's how I roll. 15. All right. Also, it's sneak one attack. One or two. I'm going to roll this d4. If it's a one or two, you're hitting Pendleton. If it's a three or four, you're hitting Slice. I wouldn't have it any other way. One, two. Who's it's that? a two. All right. You hit Pendleton. Roll your damage. 11. Oh, my. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> you shoot him right in the side. It stabs right through his rib cage and into his heart. Uh, Slicer immediately what? look what? And go. then oh wait yeah you can go. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, Slicer sorry, sorry. immediately looks over at you and he's what are you doing? I told you not to kill the target. I missed that. Oh um uh oh, Rorik's just gonna go. Leps. And he's going to just <laughs> slide back into the shadows under his <laughs> under his tarp oh, and do no. a bonus action hide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stealth? 
Sure. Uh, 22. Okay, you're hidden for sure. <laughs> uh, Fatty Tumpkins, aka Keto. Uh, Did I say the ice? It's Lumpkins. Yes. It doesn't really. It doesn't. I'm surprised <laughs> to hear his cover just disappear over top of him as Rourke runs away with the target. Oh yeah, that's true. So you're just standing there. <laughs> he looks around for runs the nearest thing. He and just <laughs> watches this guy stand up and just slink away with his target. <laughs> <laughs> So he's a little disoriented, but in looking around, he sees the top of a garbage can lid, quickly grabs that as a makeshift shield, Okay. pulls out his glaive, Ooh. and surveys the situation. Alright, since it's a makeshift shield, I'll give you a plus one to AC for it. Yeah. Um, you see the three guards, uh, dead Pendleton, hmm. uh, with a bugbear on top of him. That is that you know his uh, yep, dead Pendleton. <laughs> it is now, that's for sure. Um, you see the three guards, one which on means, the ground. Which means no, Maki's takeover of his first empire a lot easier now. Oh, that, that is better. true. <laughs> <laughs> he can mimic his voice. Oh, man. Mimic his voice, puts on like a bird. <laughs> like, oh, I'm unwell. I'm Pendleton, you got short. Some disease. I burn quick. Uh, <laughs> so Keto, you see three guards. Uh, one of them. E oh, I, here I'm gonna remove Pendleton. But the funniest part would be he only can say four various lines, and two of them are related to semen. That's a stunt I mean, that's all they're talking about. Right? Uh, you see three guards. One of them is on the ground. He's reloading his his little hand crossbow. Two other guards are reaching for their weapons at the moment. One of them is pulling, uh, by reaching for his weapon, it's pulling a hand axe out of his shoulder. <laughs> That's his weapon. The other one seems to be reaching underneath his duster about to withdraw something else you don't know. Um, what would you like to do now that you have your makeshift shield at the ready? Uh, Keto is going to rush towards the guy reaching into his cloak. Okay. And he is going to try spear him with his glaive. Ooh, Matt, 20. Matt, 20, <laughs> all right. Well, you roll, or uh, so it's whatever your glaive would do is max damage, and then roll whatever dice you normally would and add that on top of it. So it's 10 plus. Oh, dear. 10 plus thir th 23 damage. <laughs> you late <laughs> forward, slicing deep into this guard, stabbing all the way through the center of his chest, withdrawing. The guard, with one hand inside of his duster, falls limply to the ground. He is dead. Much like the guy he was paid to protect. Jeez, what? <laughs> The uh, the other guard withdraws the hand axe from his shoulder, <laughs> turns to the one that threw him at threw it at him, and hurls it back, uh, which I believe was Dez. All right, he hurls this hand axe back. Uh, does a fourteen hit? It does not. It does not. Uh, how are you dodging this hand axe as it flies towards you, or brush? I don't know. Whatever it is that you're doing to make sure that you don't get hit by it. I will step slightly to the left. Slightly to the left. He is just. Yeah, it flies it's deftly past yeah. your face. No. Awesome. So with that, he he sees the hand axe go flying. He turns. He pulls out the the little hand crossbow and tries to make an additional attack. 
it's lower than the first one. So that's another miss. Again, it's a dark alley and the... Oh, and man. I've got black feathers. And you've got black feathers. It's hard to see you against <laughs> the darkness. And sure enough, his good. bolt goes flying off aimlessly into the distance. Uh, Quinn, a.k.a. Feather McGregor, a.k.a. Little Sauce. What are you Still doing? playing some creepy music. Yeah, it's still coming out of your Oh, absolutely. That's probably adding to the, the fact that they're failing their stuff is because it's just really intimidating. That's, that's, that was the goal, and I'm going to continue to do that. Fantastic. So we gotta, we got to come up with a nice little quick little music, actually. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll put something over it. I got it. Um, I'm going to do my... It's just like wacky, funny YouTuber sounds. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Just imagining yakety how, how many... Uh, there's two guards left, right? Uh, yes. One is like on the ground, severely injured. The other one The is... one is severely injured. I'm going to shoot my firebolt at him. Okay, go for it. Uh, he's <clears> on the ground, so I'll give you advantage on this one. So 13. Take the highest. So yep. 13 plus... Uh, <laughs> what if, well, yeah. 18. 18. Okay. Well, either one of those would have hit, so you are good to go, sir. Roll that damage. Uh, six. Six damage. Uh, your firebolt comes flying forward, slamming him in the back, and he is not moving any longer. He's, he's deceased. He is deceased. Well, that's cool. These nuts yeah, is deceased. Good for him. Yeah, good for uh, him. Poor guy. What a guy. He's he got personal. out of it, you know? Yeah. Well, considering they're all play figurines anyway. And oh. Matters, and yeah, no, I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, not anymore, that's for sure. Does a homunculus really have life? Or is it all... That's he probably a, just, that's a bit presumptive. He probably just reincarnated as something else. Yeah, yeah maybe. That's true. Uh, Jackson, you're up. As you watch this, uh, one of the two guards that were, that's remaining uh, suddenly burst into flames. His body <laughs> limp and slowly his duster, which is a lot of fabric, is fully on fire. Um, Which the, lights up the alleyway kind of nice. The, the guy who threw my axe back at me, he's still standing. Yes. I'm just going to sink an arrow into him. Okay, all right. Right into his chest. You guys have had a real back and forth here, mostly from you succeeding. Twice. No. Oh, that counts. Indecisive. Indecisive. God, oh, take the first uh, one. Eight. That does not Darn. hit. You fire an arrow without the cart there. It just goes flying out into the street. Uh, you hope that it ah! hasn't hit anybody. Yeah, you just, uh, you just hear the sound of a cat go. <laughs> I mimic the cats at home a lot. Keep doing that one more time. That was pretty pretty well. Oh, it was very accurate for a cat getting shot by an arrow. Yeah, I shoot arrows at our cats a lot. Of, no, that's not true. That is not true at it's all. Very similar to a cat getting hit by an axe. Yes. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, I... No. No. Okay. You watch as the arrow goes flying off into the darkness and you think, Damn. Uh, jumping back to the top of the order, Dave. Oh, that's, that's one right. arrow. You're I'll never get back. <laughs> you're, sitting, you're standing on top of the cart at the moment. Oh. Kill the driver. Oh. Kill the driver. The, the driver's unconscious. Oh. Easier to kill so the, the driver. Rain. What happened to the reins? Uh, they're just... he He's kind of got them, like, limply in his hands as oh. he's laying there unconscious. Where is the carriage heading right now? It just is kind of following the street straight ahead. Yeah, it's not, not really like... Right the street now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys have been on the street. That was like right outside of the alleyway. That's where it was parked. Oh, okay. Just drive it back down the alley yeah, so and the run over Slicer. Just, just run over everybody in the alley. Just... <laughs> you do see the occasional person go, Whoa! And leap out of the way of the street. Oh, whoa, whoa there. Whoa there, horsies. Uh, 
He's just standing on the top of the carriage. Whoa! Whoa! Calm, calm down. Uh, stop. Uh, I want you to not move anymore. <laughs> Do you want to roll an animal handling? No. no it, as Maki is trying to connect with the horses somehow, oh. getting them to stop, he touches some power inside of him he didn't know was there. Oh. And ends up casting this first level spell sleep oh, <laughs> oh no alright go ahead and uh, I believe do they make a saving throw I think no no oh, it's okay. it's just the spell sends creatures into magical slumber I roll 5d8 okay and it affects creatures up to the hit points of what I roll perfect I've got the stats ready Fifteen. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Twenty-nine. Uh, both of the horses start to slow ever slowly and suddenly. Actually, not suddenly, but slowly, the cart comes to a full stop as both horses, still standing up, are completely passed out. And the squirrel falls from a tree. You are now atop a standstill cart. And a couple of people kind of like peek out from the sides of the streets where they had jumped out. Like, it's, it's stopped. It's stopped. It's safe now. I just want to add that you said a lot of lines that stop the horses, but not hold your horses. And I just want to <laughs> I just want to I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, jumping back to the uh, alleyway combat, the slicer turns around. Um, he's not really focused on you guys. He's more focused on the remaining target. So he turns around, pulls out his morning star, and he leaps forward, and he swings it in a hefty arc. And he slams into the remaining guard. 2d6, that's probably pretty promising. Taking him out. Yep. Slamming the Morning Star directly into his chest, knocking the man straight to the ground and killing him instantly. All right. He turns around to look at all of you, and he said, I said one thing. Don't kill the target. Right, now we got a dead lord on our hands. This is going way over our heads. Do you realize how powerful this man is? He is one of the... And he says an exact number, you know that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> He's one of six, <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we kill the Slicer, say the Slicer killed the Lord, and we bring the Slicer's corpse in any, like, CCTV video footage proof with us. <laughs> and the semen. <laughs> and so the we're keeping that. Oh, hey, that's on, evidence. That's evidence. I mean, you You're the cop be, here. Wait, whoa, well, not, we you don't know that. Well but... Oh, see, we have a narc with us. Oh, yes. yeah. We have a reputable eyewitness. A reputable. Yeah, I was just walking by this alley and I saw these guys, you know. Taking down a criminal. And, you know, I saw some horse semen exchange going on and then. He was only focused on the jar. He's little sauce after all. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, yeah. mm, that might make some good. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. He was a secret. <laughs> oh no! I've found out. He was one of six primary and incredibly wealthy 
uh, leaders within the community. He's one of the members of the REG horse race. And they're going to know that he's gone. They're going to know this, like, tomorrow. If even that long. And they're going to know that you killed him. Oh, I didn't kill him. And you then, killed him. And then I'd like to... Can I, can I do something? Can I, like, shoot at him or something now? Can um, we shoot at him? We are... I mean, I'll keep the same uh, initiative. Mm-hmm. So Slicer's talking, technically. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. It's, I can go. It, it'd be Cameron, Nick, then Quinn. Oh, cool. But if you're doing something right now, you guys essentially just hold your action. I'm until... peeking out through the hole in the tarp right. behind this cover, just waiting with my shirt bow. I, I want to attack him. Okay. Go for it. What are you doing? Uh, we'll do the... You, you, uh... you, think, you think I wasn't prepared for this? Oh, I know. Oh, no, we know you were. We know you were. We know you were. Ray of Frost. It's quite uh, obvious, actually. Oh. <laughs> Not a nat 20, 20. Dirty 20? Right on. Really, okay, that's definitely... really right. mentioned, like, betraying him, like, three times <laughs> in the last I episode. Need a, I need <laughs> he may have overheard. <laughs> he may have probably heard us on one or two occasions say it. Is this an eight? We're not a very quiet party. <laughs> <laughs> That's our flaw, and it's good to have a flaw, you know? It makes us more realistic. Well, eight, uh, three. So it's three damage, and then I believe it but has an additional slows. effect too, right? Yes. It slows them. They reduce their speed by ten feet until yeah. the next start of their turn. Okay, awesome. Just All right. Speak up. <laughs> you knew what it did. <laughs> um, awesome. So, Feather, you blast this ray of icy cold towards the slicer which slams into him and you see some of it runs down to his feet and you can see uh, he's trying to move and he's able to creak through the movements but the with the crackling ice around him but it seems to have been slowing him is there anything else you'd like to do yes i would look at him I'll get him goblin man you say that to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Do you I know where I am? I don't know. You I'm just gonna... shout into the alley. <laughs> 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 are you moving at all? I, I'm on fire. Since <laughs> <laughs> you see that he's slowed, you know that it's less likely he can reach you if you're further away. Well, I see. I know he's mad at you. You're like the main oh, guy yeah. right now, so I'm like. I didn't just I punch him. I didn't just shoot him with an ice ball. I don't know what you're talking I'm trying to help you out right now. I'm, I'm going to kind of go and try and duck behind that uh, same uh, dumpster. And, you know, because I know he's probably going to try and get angry. The same one you emptied? I never <laughs> emptied one. He knows you I, have a record with that dumpster. <laughs> I just don't hide behind it. Oh. Be Alright, you hide behind the dumpster, which is a little ways away from him. Uh, we'll jump back over to Fizzle Fingers. Um, you're up next. You see that your uh, recent, per se, NPC associate just blasted your other NPC okay, associate so, with ice. So, I don't pop up from under a tarp. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. No, I sneak. He's I use the tarp to fought the fade back into a trash pile, and I'm going to just pop out at a different end of the trash pile oh, okay. and shoot an arrow at him. All right, get go an for advantage it. on a surprise attack. Yes, yes. Since you're a rogue, do you... Well, well I was just hidden, too. Right, so. that's also true. Yep, exactly. Okay, that's a 25. That is very much going Here's my sneak attack. 7... 12 damage. 12 damage. This arrow goes flying, slamming into his shoulder that holds the mace. He does, or not mace, uh, the morning star. There we go. Uh, he doesn't drop it, but it does um, shove deeply into his shoulder. Um, he is not looking good. And then I'm going to yell, All right, your turn, Keto! And then I'm going to bonus action hide again back, <laughs> okay. back into my trash heap. 
Matt 20. Oh, you are definitely... You this is my new home, honestly. <laughs> you just dive into Guys, let's just bring more people disappear. in this alleyway. Give me that dice. That's uh, roll that's two, Matt. You just that's touched roll, his dice. Roll, he rolled the first Matt 20 oh, on it. It's rolled back-to-back Matt 20s. Matt 1. All right. Fatty Lumpkins, you're up. Keto. Keto then is going to turn his glade... Glaive. Yes, that's right. And you're behind him at and this I'm point. And I'm behind him, apparently. Well, yeah, because you attacked the guards that were oh, would have been in front of him, and he turned is you know. Uh, 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 you so, ruined uh, it. 17? 17 still going to hit, though. And With his last we'll blade attack, I'd be worried. Nine. Nine. That's still good. Nicely done. You stab into his other shoulder with your glaive from behind. He had totally forgotten that you were behind him. He turns around. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I could keep saying that he's not looking good, but he is not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dez, was you he are ever, up. Though? He was, <laughs> he was up. Up. Dez is going to sink an arrow into him, or at least attempt to. All right, sounds good. 17. That is going to hit, for sure. Absolutely. Right. And you guys are really rolling really well. Uh, yeah, really. Getting some yeah good hits in here. Six. Six damage. You shoot another arrow, which flies forth, hitting him kind of more into the midsection area this time. You guys have turned this man, a bugbear, rather, into a pincushion. I was trying to think of some kind of like a hedgehog bit or something. I don't know. Um, whatever the case, uh, he is severely injured as per the usual. Um, are you doing anything else? I am going to try and uh, get close to him. Okay, sounds good. Stealth check. 21. 20, okay, yeah, you start kind of slinking your way from pile of trash to pile of trash as you get closer and closer to him, using the shadows to your advantage, um, avoiding the area where the light from the burning bodyguard <laughs> is emanating. Uh, we jump... <laughs> We jump back to the top of the order with Dave, who is now standing atop a non-moving cart outside of the area of combat. Maki looks around. He, he bows to the applause of the people, whether it's <laughs> yeah. applause or not. <laughs> uh, hold on, that's a good idea. Yeah, all right, these people all think that you managed to stop this raging cart <laughs> and they're all clapping for you. Don't he worry, stopped folks. it, he did it. Well done, sir, well done. I'll get this man to a doctor, never fear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just pull a Yui with, well, oh, the I'll kind of toss the reins around until it wakes up the horses. All right, do, uh, do the animal handling, I guess. Isn't it? You're woken from sleep if you take damage. Oh, oh nat 20. Nat 20, okay, all right. You whoosh. With the, the reins, the horses whoop, bolt away. They look around, um, and you, you start pulling the, the reins around, and they, they're like, okay, oh, sorry, we you know fell asleep kind of a thing, and they're just ready to get back to their jobs. Uh, they turn the cart around, and you start trotting very slowly, you know, not bad, you know, fast or anything like that, just a regular trot back to the alleyway. All right. You feel very in control of this cart. What'd you do with the body? He's, He's just laying there. Sitting next to me. I got my arm around him. <laughs> <laughs> Other hand with the reins. So I pull a Yui, go back to the alleyway, go past it, turn around again, pull oh. right back to the spot he was sitting in before. And the horses stand ready for your next command. You, uh, As you arrive to this alleyway, you find three dead bodyguards, a dead uh, wealthy man, 
and a soon-to-be-dying, uh, potentially, uh, a Slicer, who you thought was your ally, but all of your friends are actively attacking him. He seems to be covered in a frosty ice with several arrows protruding from his body. Great gods! What's going on in there? With that, it is the Slicer's turn. He takes his morning star and, he and goes having, straight for Maki. Wait. Straight for Keto, who's within range. Holy cow. Uh, does a 21 hit? Yeah, I ask I'll somewhat hit. sarcastically. <laughs> what if it. For ah! ah! <laughs> <laughs> the best case scenario, uh, you take six total damage. He rolled two ones. He rolled snake eyes for damage. Perfect. That could have been a lot worse for you, You Kiyos. feel it slam into your arm, but it doesn't pierce you with the points of the Morning Star. It just kind of is a, a bare bludgeoning damage. Oh, um, it hurts, obviously. Bare bludgeoning. That's good. It uh, it hurts, obviously, but it does not hurt you to a point that, you know, totally hurt, like, takes you out or anything like that. So. Ooh, yowchie. Uh, jumping back to Fizzle Fingers. Oh, the goblin. Oh, I'm just going to pop out of my Bing! hole. Uh, this time I pop out of a dumpster. Oh, all right. Oh, a hole in you the You found bottom. a rusty hole yeah. in the bottom and crawled through it. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't get tetanus. Uh, 21. That's a hit for sure. 11 damage. 11 damage. You fire an arrow, slams into his thigh. He falls down to the ground uh, slowly because, you know, he's covered in ice. Um, he he's bleeding profusely. You can tell he is on death's door. And as he's on death's door, we jump over to the kobold standing behind him, holding a glaive who had just been struck by the morning star. Keto, what would you like to do as this man falls kneeling uh, in front of you? Is the glaive still in his shoulder? Uh, you you can withdraw. Okay, I'm gonna withdraw. Okay, roll for an attack. All right. Oh, no. But how many people are near me? Because anyone with a as melee? a kobold does have pack tactics. No, everyone ran away. You're the only one there. Yeah, I was gonna say you're the only one that ran forward. <laughs> mm. Everyone yeah. else is ranged wimps. <laughs> well, I ran forward. I have no fear. Are you next to him? I don't know. How close did I get? Well, if you were, if I used my full movement. Well, yeah. But, oh, after? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, you right. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't good. see me though. I'm stealthy, so I'm just. Right, right. I was gonna say, yeah, you started kind of sneaking toward. That's true. I do remember I'm just that. Sniffing. Hey. So then we're gonna utilize the Cobalt's pack tactics okay. to gain advantage since that was a terrible roll. Fantastic. Oh, good. We did even worse. So we'll keep the terrible roll instead okay. of the dreadful roll. What was the terrible roll? 11. 11. All right. Pulling back the glaive, you stab again with it. Um, it slams into a particularly thick chunk of ice on his body. It shatters it a little bit, uh, but it does not pierce the man himself. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Run. Run. All right. Um, normally, he would get a attack of opportunity, but given that he is kneeled down, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. He also technically does not. Oh yeah, that's true, because the glaive would give you 10 foot reach. Yeah, you have that reach. is a good point. You can attack outside five feet, so they can't do opportunity attack. That's right. Uh, Feather McGregor, you're up. Yeah, I'm just gonna go up and, uh, you know what, let's, let's just shoot Firebolt at him. Oh, it's okay. a little bit easier. Right. Sounds good. 21. 21. Gosh, you guys are ridiculous. All right, roll that damage. 
Are you gonna set another dead body on fire? Let's find out. I I, I want to look at him before I before I do this and okay. say, slicer, no slicing. <laughs> And, and do four damage. That was literally all he had left. As he, uh, he, this fireball slams into, I say fireball, sorry, firebolt, because fireball is a whole other thing. This firebolt slams into his chest. You watch as the ice that you had previously caught or uh, put onto his body from your ice blast or whatever, ice bolt, um, melt away, but it turns into a horrific situation of red melting from his face like the guy from Indiana Jones when uh, he Mm -hmm. opens the the Ark of the Covenant. There we go. Or, you know, the other dude that drinks from the goblet. Either one. His face just basically is melting. Um, And he falls forward. His body's still aflame. Now you have two smoldering dead carcasses within this alleyway. Now that the combat is over, you look up to see your friend, uh, Maki, who has the door wide open for the cart that had previously owned Mr. Pendleton. Uh, there's an unconscious driver in the front seat, and that's the situation that you're at right now. Uh, can I loot the bodies? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, how much gold was in that pouch? And semen. And semen. Well, there was only one large uh, cylinder of semen, so whoever yeah, wants take to it. take it. Somebody take that. Uh, Are you taking it? Yeah, you kids just let that go to waste. Are you kidding me? Come on. He <laughs> can sell that. Okay, who's taking it? I don't want to touch it. It's in a cylinder. It's in semen. Not in. I'll take it. All right. I would argue that most cylinder? semen is in cylinders. Oh. That's true. <laughs> so you guys decided to uh, double cross the slicer like you had tossed around before. Decided's a loose word. I just felt like shooting him. Oh, why? Something happened. Uh, sauce told me to. Yeah, you know, he's a bad dude. I figure we can get some more money. We kill him. Hey, uh, we can blame him. What happened to that rich guy? I shot him. <laughs> oh, uh, weren't we not supposed to kill that guy? I was distracted when we were told this. <laughs> there was a really cool brat <laughs> that was running around. Speaking and, uh, of. <laughs> speaking, yeah, speaking of. And Keto. Keto disappears into the shadows. <laughs> along, along with Rorik. And they're on a rat hunt now. <laughs> uh, for those that are left, uh, you root around in the bodies. And I'm going to tell you what you find. Why? Oh, what? Hey, yeah. I, I also the need my sound of the Yes, that's here. fine. Yep, absolutely. Nibbling going out of my ear. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can't That's just the ASMR, obviously. I can't handle it. <laughs> Awesome. So the rest of you loot around in the bodies and you find the following. Uh, Firstly, you find a card. It's a blue card with a horse insignia on it. And it says REG official horse races. Mm. And on the back of it, it says you have formally been in. Actually, there's there's probably like four of these things. It says you have formally been invited to participate in the REG horse races. Uh, please bring this ticket to prove your invitation. So you have that. Um, additionally, <clears throat> you find the big bag of gold pieces, which has a total of 1,200 gold pieces in it. Wow. 1,200? 1,200. Who's holding on to that? Well, we need to split it um, so that the rest of us can level up too. And I'll just let you just say it. Okay. Um, there's also a ticket stub inside. Uh, it seems to be a ticket stub for a saddle cleaning 
at a place called Rawhide. Um, so you know that there is a business. It, it hasn't been picked up yet. It's just the stub that you would turn in to pick up your cleaning. So you now have a stub that you could theoretically use to go pick up a something. So how much was my upgrade? Um, I'll have to get to that in a moment. Yeah. I'll have to remember. Um, additionally, you check the guards. Um, you find three hand crossbows. Mm -hmm. You find three javelins between these guards. Can I take one of the crossbows? Yeah, is sure. Something yeah, that's fine. What's the damage on that? Uh, we'll get I'll to that also. Um, we're going to probably end the episode here shortly, so we'll do all this stuff like behind the scenes. Um, additionally, on top of that, you check the slicer. You find a small card that says Marlo the Slicer, in quotations, Larson, member of the Thieves Guild. Mm. And it's sort of like an ID badge of some sort. So aside from that, you also find, of course, he has a Morning Star, a Javelin, and um, chainmail armor, and he had a shield on his back that he never had a chance to pull out. <laughs> Is lost. Yeah, exactly. I would like the Morning Star if no one else is interested. Okay. What type of shield is this? Is this, uh, this better is an than actual? Well, yeah, this is better than your makeshift shield. <laughs> yeah. uh, this would be the normal plus two, I believe, that a shield adds for if you're proficient, which I believe you are since you're playing a fighter. So. I will pick that up. Awesome. There's also the chainmail. I don't think many of you are able to use that, but I think you, Keto, yeah, Keto, I believe you are. Oh, he already is. Okay, yeah. well, you know, you can. No, sell I could it. use an extra pair and sell it. There you oh, go. That's Take two. That's All true. right. Anybody want the javelin? I think I could use the chainmail. You could also sell it. I'm also a ranged fighter, so there you go. Either way. Okay. Um, who's taking the javelin? Does anyone want the javelin, even to sell? Nah. Okay. I'm content with the other hand crossbows. Seaman. I'll take a crossbow. Okay. Go for it. Put down hand crossbows. Um, other than that, like I said, the 1,200 gold pieces that you find kind of total. So there's some, a lot of it was in the bag, and then there's a little bit on the guards, and then a little bit on the slicer. Um, additionally, you have that ticket. Or not ticket, but invitation. You also have the ticket stub, whoever wants to hold on to that. Uh, and you have the identification badge that the Slicer had that made him a member, an official member of the Thieves Guild. Uh, when they're picking through this, Maki wants to keep an eye out. Was there any sort of, um, you know, we have those bronze badges. Is mm -hmm. there anything like that that Lord Pendleton would have? Oh, yes absolutely there is sure enough you find yes a bronze badge with a small gem on the inside of it in the center uh it is a yellow gem that's the same i'm as glad mine. you mentioned that that's right you shall address me as sire right. from now on sounds good sire. um these one the one that you pull off of him looks a lot nicer and newer than the ones that you guys had found previously so just something i'm gonna put out there if we check the other like the guards, do they have badges too or not? Um, they do, yes. Um, theirs look a little bit older, a little bit more kind of worn out. Um, they're in copper as opposed to this one, which is actually gold. Um, 
their copper sort of badges uh, all have a sort of dull gray gem inlaid in the center. Okay, I collect their badges as well just all right. to add to our collection. I'm glad you mentioned that because that will be important later. So awesome. All right, with all of that, I think we're going to close out the episode for today. You guys have successfully finished the Slicer's job as well as the slicer himself. And you won't waste them one. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of The Criminals of Isla Numis. Thank you so much for listening to Criminals of Isla Numis, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a homebrew world created by me, Skylar Gorsett. If you've been enjoying our show so far, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever it is that you're streaming from, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else that podcasts can be streamed. Or just check us out on our website, SessionZeroHeroes.com. Additionally, if you enjoy Coin, you might enjoy some of Session Zero Heroes' other shows, such as our Benders and Brews and Avatar Legends actual play, where we jump into the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra using the Avatar Legends system created by Magpie Games or one of our various one-shots, which we are currently coming out with, where we use a variety of games and TTRPG systems to tell a variety of fun, exciting, emotional, and hilarious stories within our group. We have all sorts of other content that we highly recommend checking out within the SZH channel, and more to come in the future. To find out more about what we do at Session Zero Heroes, and to keep up with a lot of the other content we produce, and be made aware of future projects, shows, and content, be sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Discord. These are all great ways to get in contact with our team, as well as to keep up to date with everything that we're creating and working on. We'd love to see you there. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to stay curious, stay heroic, until we roll again.